Welcome to Connections and part two of our conversation with Michael Austin. I'm Colleen Hood. As the COVID-19 pandemic continues to rage on around the globe, have you ever wondered how hospitals and healthcare were formed? Christians played a huge role in this area, becoming some of the first people to help the sick and needy. Today, we're joined by Michael Austin. He is the spokesperson for Christian History Magazine. They recently released an issue called Healthcare and Hospitals in the Mission of the Church. And there they discuss how from its earliest days, the Christian Church carried out active ministries of philanthropy and care for the sick. Today on Connections, Michael will share with us the history of hospitals and healthcare and the role Christians play in caring for the sick. We're joined again today by Michael Austin. He's the spokesperson for Christian History Magazine, and we've been discussing how Christians and churches have played a role in the formation of healthcare and hospitals. Michael, what was the main priority of Christian hospitals back in the day? The early uh, Christian hospital, their main one of their main priorities was that the individual be ministered to in a spiritual way. And so... Uh, prayer was uh, administered to the individual, whether they were a believer or not. The caretakers, the care keepers of that individual, the, the what became nurses, what became doctors, what became orderlies, people that were ministering to them, taking care of them, cleaning their rooms, preparing a bed, and preparing food and so forth, they would um, pray for them. They would counsel to them, and uh, it's it's fascinating to read about the early hospital in which the um, uh, the ministers would um, would actually uh, counsel them regarding sin in their life, encouraging them to remove sin from their life, to confess sin, to repent, uh, to hear the gospel, to prepare for death if that's what they were facing. And in these early early times, we have to realize that the, in the early Roman Empire, illness and sickness was perceived of as a weakness. Michael, before the break, you were telling us that those who were sick or ill back in the early days, they were considered weak. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? And because the uh, pagan religion was was did not ha- had not developed any means. Of, uh, of care for the poor or care for the weak or the sick. Uh, individuals that were sick and, and, and definitely individuals that were facing death would simply be discarded. They would be uh, uh, expelled from a home, expelled from the environment, um, left to their own devices. And so the description, this is rather appalling for us today to read about, but the description of public life was that there were many people on the street, many people uh, moving about with uh, basically homeless who were terribly ill and suffering and left to die. In fact, one of the things that the Christians uh, uh, instituted was a proper burial for individuals who died of whatever that disease or ailment or injury might be. And uh, we have to keep in mind that it, in those times, there was not a uh, highly developed scientific field that could uh, analyze and figure out what was wrong with people. Um, it was just obvious that the person was incapacitated. And very sadly, that uh, that culture 
uh, expelled them as uh, rather than cared cared for them. So they the Christians established a rule for themselves <clears throat> and uh, developed a reputation for uh, caring for the poor and the ill. And what a great testimony that became. And one of the reasons why uh, uh, Constantine, who um, allowed the Christians over time uh, not to be or, or legitimized that religion, he recognized that these people, these Christians, um, who many people did not understand and, and were confused about and couldn't figure out why they were putting themselves in danger for the good of others. Um, uh, he allowed for and recognized that there was a, they were serving an important role in society, and therefore he uh, changed the law so that they uh, could um, practice their religion and they could function in society without being persecuted. We have to remember also that in those early days, Christians were terribly persecuted. In fact, the, the, the pagans of, of the day, uh, and they were worshiping many different gods, they were actually blaming illness and, uh, and strife and, and um, uh, disease on the Christians. Why? Because the Christians were not um, giving their sacrifices and their oblations and their allegiance to the pagan gods. Therefore, the pagans perceived them as the cause of these diseases, and therefore they persecuted them. So you have a, um, you know, a, a, a perfect storm, if you will, of, uh, of persecution and, um, and uh, ostracizing a group of people that were willing, able, and eager to help others. And that became an asset uh, and a reputation of the Christians, which actually turned out to then um, uh, enable them to survive once Constantine, um, you know, allowed them to uh, practice their religion and to um, and to be no longer persecuted. How has the Christians' role in the hospital and healthcare uh, changed over time? Well, um, the um, the you mentioned the uh, the Christian hi- uh, hospital. Um, even a hundred years ago, most hospitals um, had a Christian name. <laughs> uh, St. Joseph Hospital, St. Jude's Hospital are very famous. Um, even today, when most hospitals, um, because of uh, uh, you know various circumstances and because of the very high expense that uh, healthcare um, requires and hospitals require. This state has taken over these institutions. Uh, they're heavily supported by uh, taxes, um, and so uh, they're no longer, uh, if you will, uh, a hospital is unlikely to have been started, uh, at least in this country. Now, hospitals are being started and instituted by Christians all over the world uh, to this very day. Um, in fact, there are many countries and many environments around the world where the where healthcare is still being provided by Christian missionaries, um, uh, and you know that that same care uh, is very either very rare or or uh, substandard when uh, provided by uh, the state in many countries. 
You were telling us a little bit uh, about how the rules have changed for the Christian in the hospital over time. Can you tell us a little bit more? In this country and in the West, uh, highly technology, uh, highly sophisticated um, societies where the state is maintaining most hospitals, uh, probably if you were to uh, list the hospitals in your community, at least half of them will still have a Christian name. Uh, associated with it. Now, there are many hospitals that are heavily supported and heavily uh, branded or continue to maintain uh, their Christian identity. Uh, there are many, for instance, uh, the Seventh-day Adventist is, is a, uh, a good example of a denomination that is highly uh, interested in health and in diet uh, and in uh, uh, ministering to the poor and to the sick. And so many communities will have a seven-day Adventist uh, hospital. The Catholics continue to um, to support and uh, to maintain uh, hospital institutions as well as the Lutherans. So there are many denominations that uh, and Baptists uh, well-known for uh, maintaining hospitals to this very day in the United States and in the West. For those who don't know, what is the Christian History magazine? It's a beautifully produced uh, four-color glossy magazine with lots of illustrations, uh, photography, artwork, uh, which uh, for which, by the way, the magazine is well-known. Um, it's richly illustrated. Wonderful articles written by typically our professors in uh, Christian uh, colleges and universities. Uh, this is not highbrow theology. This is um, uh, very accessible uh, writing uh, about the uh, the history of uh, these wonderful topics, uh, people, um, uh, heroes of the faith, movements that have occurred throughout um, the history of the faith, and um, and so one's uh, for Christians uh, one's favorite topic subject. Uh, Whatever it might be, an individual that they might follow, there's a lot of research, uh, a lot of documents, and um, it's a it's really a resource, an education resource, intended uh, first for the family unit, because this can people are gathering around the computer, uh, looking at this uh, uh, website, reading the magazine, sharing the stories, and so forth as a family. Also, uh, churches, uh, church libraries are uh, using this on the uh, on their computers, as are schools. And the uh, the magazine is very popular among homeschoolers. In fact, there are many uh, school systems and uh, and homeschool um, groups that are are using this uh, magazine as an integral part of their curriculum, um, and that includes colleges around the world colleges and universities that have the uh, uh, this material in their library. For people who want to learn more about yourself and about uh, this edition of the Christian History Magazine, how can they go about doing that? Well, thank you, and that's very easy to do. Uh, wonderful website, christianhistorymagazine.org. Uh, it's freely available on the Internet. And by the way, uh, the uh, issues... Uh, it, this is a quarterly magazine, by the way, Christian History Magazine, and it's unique in that each issue takes up one topic alone. So 
uh, issue 101 um, is still available uh, for purchase. Uh, it's uh, also available on the website, freely available on the website. Um, there's a reader, uh, electronic reader on the website, so you can turn the pages. Um, you can uh, click on links that will take you to uh, uh, other articles uh, across the whole spectrum of these uh, 133 issues now that are posted on the website. Supporters of the ministry are encouraging people who, may, if they have a uh, financial issue uh, and can't afford a donation of whatever amount that might be, um, they would like them to simply ignore the opportunities uh, to donate on the website, go right uh, through the um, procedure to subscribe to the magazine, and the magazine will sent, be sent, a year's subscription will be sent to them at no cost in the mail. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Great to be with you. God bless you. Keep safe. And um, God bless you and your wonderful audience. Remember, if you want to listen to the full conversation again, you can always do that by visiting your radio station's website. We'll talk to you again on Connections.